Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? What is up? What's up? What's happening, Redskins Nation? Welcome to episode number 167, Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast, coming at you live from the tri-state area. Which tri-state is Indiana. (laughs) Cool Mountain, Indiana, Chesapeake, Virginia. And Raleigh, North Carolina, the triumvirate of Redskins fans. Triumvirate. That's a big word, dude. Uh, the triumvirate. Seriously. Kind of like parallelepipedos. That means cobblestone in, any in event. Portuguese. <laughs> Portuguese. Anyway, dudes. Um... So, what's up this week in the world of the Redskins? A lot of movement. Signed a bunch of people. Signed a lot of people. Cut! A lot of people as well. Thank you. Uh, A bunch of scrubs came and went. Yeah, they had... had mini camp last weekend. Yep. There were uh, officially 116 people in uniform on the first day. 116. Really? 100 receivers. I heard I heard the, um, on the radio the that one of the players was wearing, I cannot remember who it was, but it was a jersey that still had the name of one of the scrubs from last year because they ran out of jerseys to give to people because, you know, there's no, you know, 100, 101. So there were more than one people wearing like 18 and I guess 12 and numbers like that. So they were pulling out jerseys that still had people's names on them that had been sitting, like, you know, in the corner of the closet with mildew on them and whatnot. Man. And, like, Clinton Bordis has used jock strap sitting on top of him. His yellow cake. Yellow cake. And his yellow cake. Dude, seriously, what, cake. what's the number of the – what's the active roster number that this eventually has to get down to? Wasn't that going to change? Yellow. I think it's 50. 50, 53. Maybe we just talked about it. We talked about it because that's something that has come up, that if they're going to play extra games, if they're going to move the schedule from 16 to 18 regular season games, that the players' union is going to ask to expand the roster. Because you're going to need more people. Two more games for people to get injured. And not just like, you know, third stringer scrubs, like like really important people. Football-wise. Everyone's important. Mm. We're all important. Anyway, there was a ton of receivers that showed up at minicamp, mm-hmm. like veteran dudes, and a few of them were offered contracts, and some of them, I think, denied it. Really? Denied. Really? Like, uh, let's see. Well, let's talk about the receiver that actually took, or two of them that took the contract the Redskins offered them. Roy Dell Williams. From wide Tennessee. receiver, formerly from the Tennessee Titans. You mean the he Nashville didn't play Nets? for Tennessee? He didn't play for Tennessee last year, right? He uh, hadn't he been out of football for a year? I don't know. I don't know his story. I don't know I his think back he played story. last year, man. That um, would make sense though, the because the Redskins Washington. have been kind of on one of those kicks of signing people who have been out of football for a while. And you know, I don't know, but, we talked about how yeah. uh, Mike Williams is is just so large. He's about the size of four wide receivers. Who was the other receiver they offered a contract to? Well, they actually offered a Some contract former, to at least uh, two other receivers. One of them, a guy named Trent Sheldon, um, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and this guy, let's see if I can get his name right. They signed this one guy from James Madison. After minicamp, his name is J.D. Skolnitsky. Oh, yeah. Three-year, $1.2 million deal. So they must feel like, well, that's not really much more than the league minimum if you break that out. That is is the rookie minimum right there. Dude, seriously, that's like, yeah, that's like, uh, 
That's like, Danny, Danny, I hear the ice cream truck. Can I have a quarter? <laughs> He's like, sure, kid. And he pulls out a big wad from his, his pocket. <laughs> oh, he'll make that money if he's not. <laughs> Whoops, I miscued myself. <laughs> if he's not. Cut. Aaron's like, anyway. If he's not, dunk. Dunk. <laughs> J.D. Skolitsky. Skolnitsky. But, but the, yeah, Aaron, dude, you brought up back a good on the point receivers there. thing. Aaron, hold on. You brought up a really good point there. For all these guys that are signing these offseason contracts, every single one of them, they don't make a dime unless they actually make the final roster going into the first week of the regular season. And a lot of people, I don't think make... a lot of people know that. So all these guys are working basically, most of them are working basically from now or from last weekend through all of preseason for free. No, no, no they get free. Some money. They gotta get they paid get something between now and then. There's no way they're gonna do that. Yeah, remember when we had Jim Campbell on here and he said that the preseason um, uh, minimum for veterans was something like eight hundred dollars a week, and that was like fifteen years ago. Oh, Seventy three dollars. Right, right. So once they get into preseason, they start actually making money. They give them seventy three dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. a week, so they can at least go get their checks. That's cash why they can charge store. us full price for our, our preseason tickets. Well, now it well, all makes well, sense. Well, no, their contract. No, dude, their contracts aren't taking hold yet. It's just in the preseason right. they get kind of like a stipend, kind right. of like interns, right. where they get like a few hundred dollars a week so that they can pay their rent. Plus, and then once they make the team is when the contract kicks in. Right. But anyway. But there's no money. Um, I want to go back and talk to these guys until we get to August, is the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I want to talk more about the receivers because you have the two on here that signed, but they offered contracts to two more dudes, and I'm just trying to remember their names. One of them is Washington, something Washington. Yeah, some Washington guy. I remember and, that guy's name or, or hearing about it, but I don't remember any details on him. And he said he was going to go to the Ravens camp after he left the Redskins camp, and I think the Redskins offered him the league minimum. So maybe he signed with the Ravens. I don't know. Probably. And then they offered it to someone else too, and – I don't. He must not have signed either. So they signed these other two dudes, Trent Sheldon and, <laughs> and Roy Dell Williams, which basically tells us, you know, and Skolnitsky that the Redskins. Oh yeah, he's not a receiver. Yeah, he is. Anyway, no defensive lineman. My bad. He's a defensive end. It basically tells Who? us that the Redskins must not have much um, confidence in their two second rounders from last year. Malcolm Kelly is injured more than Deion Sanders and um, Devin Thomas. <laughs> Devin Thomas started to catch a few passes around at the end of the year, but I don't know. He didn't participate in camp either. Uh, um, 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 yeah, Malcolm Kelly stayed out because he had his knee scoped or some such uh, surgery after the season was over, and Devin Again? Thomas had like some hamstring thing or something, so he didn't participate either. He was on the sidelines, like, almost the whole weekend. And James Thrash was mm -hmm. out, and Santana Moss was out. So I guess they were really just trying to put warm bodies in there. Well, uh -huh. do we really need those guys in there anyway? We're no, we know who's going to make the team. It's time for the scrubs to shine, <laughs> so to speak. Scrub shine. Scrub it to um, shine. Who else is new? That What, uh, okay. what about Jeremy... Hey, we're talking about offensive linemen, right? What about Jeremy Bridges? Wait, who are we talking about? Offensive linemen? Yeah, I'm just going to bring it up. We're talking about wide receivers. Uh, no, I'm saying let's move on to offensive linemen. I think it's time for the right, O-line yeah, report. I think it's time for the O-line report also. <laughs> Franco-American SpaghettiOs Show them your O-face It's time for the O-line report. Brought to you by Stand Down. Okay, the O-line report is, the O-line is banged up. I read an article this week um, specifically talking about Jason Campbell standing behind the O-line that looked something like this. Um, Aaron. Let me think. Luke, Josh. Looks exactly like John, it did last year. Forrest George. No, dude. <laughs> there was some We're all dude standing there. up there, there blocking was... for him over the weekend because no one else was helping. Danny. Yeah, no, no, it was like some dude was the starting lineman, 
for the mini camp, and I don't even remember his name. Uh, Danny like Carter or something. I think it was our friend Danny. Um, see if you can look that up. But there was like uh, Randy Thomas is out. Um, we don't even have a. Uh, <laughs> I always get it confused. What is it? Um, well, where's believe, Jansen? Right tackle or left? I, I believe right I tackle, Joe, which is uh, John Jansen. John Jansen's been demoted again. He is the second stringer that I believe Stefan Heyer did yeah. start over the weekend. Something's up there, dudes. Something's nope, up. I think both of those guys were injured. Son! I could be wrong. Heyer might have been in there. And then in the MEC, um, uh, Raybach is still there, but um, Dude, the chaotic what's his face? Kendall's gone. Yeah, Kendall's gone. Sabine's we know that Dockery's there. Dockery was there. Samuel. And then on the other side... Yeah, on the other side, there was some dude. On the other side, there was some dude named um, I forget his name, but so he's not team. even on the team yet. I think it was a rookie. Huh. Anyway, so that's part of the O line report. The rest of the O line report is that they did sign, like Josh said, Jeremy Bridges, offensive lineman from Carolina. From along Carolina. With yeah, well, Kalinsky. he's been in Carolina. He's been he's he's getting up. He's not a um, spring chicken. He's been playing for seven years. You know. Well, there's rumors going around in the uh, the uh, legitimate media out there that that uh, he might be able to supplant John Jansen and Stephon Heyer as the right tackle this year. Well, I've heard that. I, I got no problem with that. He, um, you know, the fact that he was born in 1980. Wow. But he's still old. <laughs> yeah, he's still old. Apparently, though. dude. Um, but no, dude. He's what? He's six four. He's three hundred and twenty six pounds. Uh, you know. There you go. Well, well, there you well go. from what I read about this dude, he's had some problems with the law. Really? And he said he wants a new start. Hmm. So why he didn't he go to the Cowboys? Because uh, he probably couldn't get a new start there. It would be the same old stuff. <laughs> Dude, that's like putting a sex addict into the whorehouse and telling him to spend the night without doing anything. That's the little <laughs> whorehouse in Texas. Irving, Texas. <laughs> Irving. Michael Irving, Texas. Michael Irving, Texas. Irving. Anyway. So that completes the uh, O-line report and the wide receiver report. Oh, no, it doesn't complete it. This Mike Williams dude is, like, making news all over the place. There's, like, people monitoring his weight by the day. Like, today he's at 404. And then the new, the biggest news is he's under the 400 mark. He's broken the he's, 400 barrier. He's broken the 400 the plane. He's out of the 400C club. Now, if you oh, look man. on the Redskins website, ever since they signed him, he's he's been listed as 360. No, not Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's the weight he's trying to get to. From what I've seen, it's 360 or 370 that he's trying to get to. Well, dude. Back in college. Dude. Dude, he's already lost like 30 pounds. Chart. We, we obviously know who puts those stats on the roster. Vinny Serrato. Yeah. Well, if anyway. you guys go to our website, harryhogfootball.com, you'll see a picture of him on the uh, front page there. And it's a little dark. It's off of redskins.com. It's from a photo shoot. It's a little dark. So take a look at him and then scroll down and take a look at Chris Samuels. And you'll just see exactly how insanely huge this guy is. And we talked about it last week. Aaron, you brought it up. He's not like, like yeah, it- flabby, flap, flabbity, flabby like Andre Smith. This guy's cut, and I don't mean in the bad way. <laughs> and read the article because it cracked me up out loud. He's like Jim when Omega. I read John's article. <laughs> oh, we are not talking Andre Smith, flabby man boobs, or that Mexican dude that was over a thousand pounds and lost something like five hundred pounds and got carried out of his house <laughs> in a special bed so he could get married on Discovery Health. <laughs> we are talking about a guy that's around four hundred pounds of ass kicking muscle. Discovery are almost as big as his head. On Discovery Health, dude, you remember that dude? It was this Mexican dude, and they had to like he lost something like five hundred pounds, and then they took him out on a special bed, and he was wearing like 
like this white shirt that Dude. was made of a sheet because he was too big to like have regular clothing and he married some woman married him and he couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah, but she married him for his body. Dude, Dude. All I knew is this. What How is could Discovery I forget Health? that? Because that was like Discovery Health's biggest hit show ever. So they keep Dude. showing it over and over. Again. I don't even know what Discovery Health is. What kind of cable do they give you? Dude, guys? every time you go Dude, through it there, even... it's like people giving birth or people recovering from like really horrible injury. So you go through and you'll see, see like a baby crowning and you're just like, Whoa! and you change or, it. Or, or, it'll be like, or, or it'll be like, next. <laughs> it'll be like doctors remove a 140 pound tumor from a 80 pound woman. And then it'll be after that. It'll be like, oh, dude. I didn't even know I was pregnant is the name of the next show. And the baby fell out while I was And it's not like they just talk about it. They show the surgery. Dude, okay, we're getting off topic here, but but Mike Williams, he's a big dude, (laughs) and he's going to be on Discovery Health. Is that right, John? Is that what what you're trying to say here, dude? I'm I'm trying to say that if he loses another 40 pounds and can bring his career back, that he needs to be on TV. Because, dude, <laughs> he that's will be on pretty Discovery damn impressive. Health. I, I can see, like, Discovery Health channel right now. Maybe dude. we should try to get an exclusive before Discovery Health picks it up. <laughs> John, all Wait. I have to say is this. If he can't lose the 40 pounds to get on the team, maybe he could go out for the next uh, cast of Celebrity Biggest Loser. Dude, dude, well, dude, did they tell him he has to lose 40 more pounds to be on the team? They want him to get down to no, 360 he said it to 370. And that's what he said, too. It's his personal goal. Yeah. Along with actually coming back and being in the NFL. But, dude, this guy is so massive. I I haven't heard or read anything about his speed or if he even really participated in uh, OTAs over the weekend or minicamp. Um, I want to see this guy pull and block downfield. Dude. Can you imagine the carnage? No. I can't. Yeah, dude. There's some guy that wrote an article about him and said if he was, you know, the right tackle, and it didn't matter how fast he was because by the time that someone ran around him to get to the quarterback, the play would be over. Someone like well, someone OCU Manura would run into like <laughs> his left, uh, his left bicep, and then do some spin move and run into his right bicep. He's so huge. He's that big. Dude, let me <laughs> do a spin move and run into his right man breast. <laughs> and then do another spin move and run into his left man breast. And then another spin move and run into his left bicep. And it would take that fourth spin move to. And that's how long Zorn's plays have been taken like four or five seconds for someone to get open downfield with our receivers anyway. So <laughs> we're going to need that time. Yeah, but by that time, OC. I can't even say it. You He'd be so dizzy. From spinning, that he wouldn't be able to make. <laughs> He's it. just gonna fall to the ground and vomit. It kind of goes with my whole theory about taking a huge dude and just putting him in the hockey goal and just you know let him lay in front of it. Like yeah, the guy, guy, the two five thousand pound man, he could just lay in front of a hockey goal. Yeah. Well, the one from Discovery Hell. Dude, he's like <laughs> six, foot six or something. <laughs> But here's the, here's the thing, dude. Do we want a guy to be so big? I mean, does does like Clinton Portis look at the guy and go, "Man, I'm never going to get through that line." I don't know. That's that's the thing. I mean, he's so huge, it's going to be hard for people to get around him. But he might be too tall for Jason Campbell to see over, or or Cole Brennan, <laughs> I mean, or or Brett Favre. Who who the hell knows? I mean, he could. How, you know, how if he tall can't move, he? if he doesn't have quick feet, he's going to be worthless because people will beat him. Because I believe he is a. a, a he is going to have trouble with that. Is he going? What are they to listing his height? Just be in the way. Six six. Six six. Yeah. That's what I thought, but he didn't look that tall on the picture. He looked short compared to that dude taking the picture. I think that dude's standing on it. That dude's standing on the apple box. Dude, dude. that dude's standing on like a oh, three okay. foot crate. He's <laughs> like landing say. short. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have a feeling that he might. He he has the possibility. To become my new Trey Johnson. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I want to see this guy pull and just absolutely annihilate all these Fred Smoot twig size guys downfield. All I knew, dude, all he has to do is run downfield is, and hold his come, arms out, and he's going to take up like six or seven yards lengthwise. If he comes in and kicks some butt, like I hope he does, 
and all of us do. Yeah, but yeah. At the end of the season, I'm having a Mike Williams jersey. And it's such a oh, – and we're, we're, we're having fun with it and everything, but it's such a long shot he's actually going to come back and do anything. And the Redskins are just – they keep going after these long shot guys like him and like Erasmus be Dragon James and guys like that. It, you know, instead of making the moves that we all know they need, which is actually getting offensive line. <laughs> I know. Josh, you should go show up at the next minicamp. Dude, here's my question. Yeah. You can show up like um, like uh, what's his face uh, Willie Mays Hayes did on the movie Major <laughs> League, and just like show up like you belong there, and then wake up the next morning and be like, "I've been cut already. I've been cut already. How you doing, dude? How you doing, dude? Here's how you doing, my man." <laughs> Here's a question though. Could what? Mike Williams wear the number seventy seven? Yeah, sure. Uh, no. If he could pull down field and gobble up little DBs back there, yeah, absolutely. He'd be a great person to, to Dude, uh, 77, rock the seventy seven. Seventy seven's taken. I know it's it taken. is, that's what I'm saying. Would Randy Thomas give it up? No, no way. People treat their numbers like they're woman. It's a <laughs> it's a moot it's a moot point moot point smoot point smoot point and jumping smoot down point, jumping down smoot in the uh, itinerary since we are still in the uh, o-line report um Bengals mm. cut oft injured offensive lineman levi jones left tackle levi jones after they drafted <laughs> flabby man boobs thank you flabby man boobs andre smith um with the sixth pick in the ra- in the uh, draft I know he's injured a lot, but I'm really surprised. I will not be surprised, I should say, if the Redskins uh, actually make him an offer and sign him and take a chance on him, too, because why not? Maybe move him to right oh, tackle. Another Maybe bad he can move. back up Chris Samuels because, I mean, Chris Samuels is awesome, and he, he plays and guts it out through a lot of injuries, you know, but, but it wouldn't surprise me if he has to miss a couple of games this year because he's battled, he's battled through a lot of injuries in his life. And in another move with the Bengals, they signed former safety great from the Dallas Cowboys, Roy Williams. He's awesome. Never overrated Ooh, Roy Williams, the safety. Ever, ever. He's so good. <laughs> he looked really awesome against uh, Santana Moss. Say, that reminds me on our new, uh, uh, well, we haven't announced it yet, but the thing that we are beta testing <laughs> – there is a uh, person on there named Skins Lover out of Florida, and Skins Lover's picture, little profile picture, is that famous shot of Santana Moss catching, I believe, the first of the two long passes that night in Dallas. Solid. Is it, right is it the one where uh, Roy, Williams. Roy Williams is behind him looking like, uh, or is it the one where Chris Henry's arms are like crossed? going, oh, looking like, oh, I thought I had the ball. I'm pretty sure it's the Roy Williams one. I think it is, too, And that, I remember. That's why I brought it up. Very nice. Very nice. So. Very nice. Well. Very nice. I guess that ends the uh, O-line report, finally, now that we've finished talking about the most massive offensive lineman ever. Mm-hmm. Franco. Show them your old face. This has been the O-Line Report. Let's talk about the defense, dudes. Let's defense. talk some defense here. Defense. Defense. Okay, let's talk about the defense. The defense I'm pumped about because it's solid as ever. It's better than last year on paper. I'm super pumped about it. Oh, yeah. They, um, you know, mini camps this past week. Supposedly, uh, uh, Brian Arakpo, our number one uh, pick in this year's draft, is looking pretty good. And uh, they're talking about trying to use him, I think, as a as a linebacker on first and second down, and then uh, putting him back over at defensive end for uh, for third and fourth down plays. Sure, that and might not saying, be a bad idea. They're that saying that he can handle idea. it, man. They're saying he can handle the the double duty, so to speak. Yeah. Well, not only can he handle it, but we've also got um, Philip Daniels back for it, you know, and Ronaldo Wynn that can cover on that first and second down. Dude, Ronaldo Wynn's going to get cut before the beginning 
of the season. All right. Well, we got well Philip Daniels. I don't think is going to. So he can cover it up there and switch up. Yeah. And get his old man rest on third and passing downs. Yes, sir. We got Andre and Carter. Rackpo, that'll also keep Arakpo fresh through the entire game. Uh-huh. Don't forget. Uh-huh. Very good. We got Andre Carter in there, of course. And plus. I think, I, I'm thinking it could be a big year for Andre Carter here. I'm thinking he's sensing this defense, you know, being solid, and he's been a part of it now. And uh, I think uh, this could be a really big year for him. I think he's going to go insane. Does Andre Carter look like one of those guys that could just do, like, kung fu movies? Yes. Don't you think? Andre Carter is, like, the most chiseled dude on the Redskins. With, like, his three, 3% body fat or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he should be in those movies. Like, back in the day when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did those, those, those kung fu movies. Like, he looks like he could be in, in Kill Bill Volume 3. Yeah, except for he's, like, much more cut than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, man. He's way more cut. Although that one picture I saw of Brian Arakpo, he looked pretty cut, too. Dude, the one with the chains. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't need them chains knocked off of him. He just ripped them off with his bare hands. (laughs) All right. That's enough talking about dudes' physique. Oh, well, hold on, we, we need to bring up a couple other things. The Redskins also signed a—I uh, don't know if he was a lineman or a linebacker, but another guy named Daryl Young from Villanova, and they signed him after minicamp. He impressed enough to uh, make it onto the roster. And as we reported two weeks ago, Redskins.com just reported that Chris Williams or Wilson. Um, got moved back to strong side linebacker to see how he's doing. You guys might remember him from 2007 as the defensive end who scored four sacks in the last couple of games of the season and then was never heard of in 2008 because for some reason there was this guy named Jason Taylor that just kept eating up the space and not really doing Dude, anything. Didn't we already sucking. talk about this? Dude, like this was two weeks ago. This, this is Yeah, this is Redskins.com being two weeks behind. HarryHogFootball.com. Dude, they don't know what's going on there. We're like hundreds of miles away and know more about what's going on than they do. (laughs) We're in the dry state away area here. Let me ask you this, dude. Who was that other rookie that we had last year that got injured like in the very beginning and I've kind of like forgot him? And it's going to be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Busby, dude. Busby, what position is he again? Defensive end out of Georgetown. Yeah, I mean. Because he went in to back up yeah, Philip Daniels when Philip Daniels went down, and then he blew his Achilles out. Same day. On, like, the first day of practice or yeah. something. Dude, Alex Busby, he was, uh, yeah, he wore, like, number 90 or something last year mm-hmm. out of Georgetown. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. And, you know. It, for one day. Because of what happened that day, there's no way you can fault them for signing Jason Taylor. That was, like, that was it was almost like a no-brainer. Everyone was pumped for it. It seemed like a good move, but he just didn't work out. Oh, yeah. We, he had to. We had to do that. Yeah. And that's why those dudes on ESPN were, like, like downgraded the Redskins draft grade as if anyone knows what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, exactly. And they, the guy said that the reason he downgraded them is because they traded their second-round pick for Jason Taylor. And it was like, dude, at the time, what would you have done? Exactly. That's what people need to look at. Jason Taylor. Here's what I think about though. that. Here's what I think about that analyst. <laughs> Funny, that's how I feel about anyway. it, too. Shall we go into special teams before uh, we go to the break? Oh, oh, real quick, before I forget, back on Jeremy Bridges, another thing I heard about him is they were impressed with his footwork. Ah, well, that's so, good. That's what we they, need. His foot, He kept what? saying that over and over. His footwork. His footwork. Footwork. Is it foot fancy? Boots. Was it fancy and free? Fancy free Fancy free footwork Okay uh, Well should we go into our quick break What is the musical interlude here Um, That would be a quick break Alright let's go into the Musical interlude Here I'm going to throw something together Like Miss Poopy Musical interlude You're listening to Harry Hog Football Please hang up and try again. 
Alright, dudes. Welcome back. Yo, yo. Dudes, that is perfect. That gives me just enough time to run down the hall. And then run back. Thing. Run down the hall, drop the kids. Drop the kids. Eight ball. Take the uh, Browns to the Super Bowl. Drop the kids off at the pool. Come on back. Welcome Come back on. to Harry Hog Football episode number one. Six, seven. The original Redskins fans podcast. You are correct, sir. Yes, you are correct, sir. Yes, oh, yeah, I want to point correct, out to you guys. If, <laughs> if you go to Harry Hog, if you guys go to HarryHogFootball.com and go up towards his new Harry Hog Football shop, I've been putting a lot of work into updating some items in there. You can get a wall clock that I'm especially proud of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can get a mouse pad, you can get a mug, you can get shirts, hats, all kinds of junk. Yeah, dude, Aaron be... called me today. Aaron called me today and he was all excited and he was like, dude, dude, you gotta go check it out. I made this wall clock, dude. I'm especially you... proud of it. <laughs> have you checked it out? Neither of you have even checked it out, you punks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I looked at it actually. It's, it, it looks pretty good. And we're going to keep adding more and more to that shop to uh, upgrade it because we've been a little slack on that. But if you've been a uh, long-time listener, you know that's that's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to add a lot I of new stuff in. going into the season, like maybe maybe some kind of big, big-ass muscle shirt for Mike Williams or, you know, we're, we're going to come up with some cool stuff to uh, to move on with the uh, – the new Harry Hog Shop, and a, a portion of anything that you buy through the Harry Hog Shop or any of the links under shop, be it Amazon, if you go to the Amazon, uh, the link, or to the iTunes link, um, there's an Amazon link actually down on the right-hand side of the web page, Hotwire, Orbits, iTunes, StubHub, anything like that. We get a little teeny cut, doesn't cost you anything else, and it uh, helps us to keep the podcast afloat. It helps us to keep this this masterpiece theater on the air. Yeah, dudes. Let me point. Let me point one more thing out here about the the website. There, um, if you go and you log in, not before you log in, but if you actually take the time to log in, uh, there may be some new menu items lurking under certain places that you mm-hmm. might want to check out. Mm-hmm. There's also some huge changes coming about within the next few weeks. Oh, some, yeah. Some big changes, and there may be some, there may be a little prelude, prelude to that kiss, so to speak. And if anyone else out there is interested in some beta testing, let us know. Send us an email, redskinsfan, at harryhogfootball.com. Yeah, or just go log into the website and, and, and look for a link. Yeah, right on. Or do they? We got some cool stuff. Josh has been working very diligently for for quite some time and getting some really really cool new uh, things going on with HarryHogFootball.com expanding and whatnot, and it's it's looking pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Yeah, sir. Mm-hmm. Anyway, dude. Anyway, what else we got next? Let's talk about the twigs. Who? The twigs. You know, I like to pick kickers and punters, man. The guys my size. Oh yeah, yeah. The twigs. So you know, about because they like, so like to sleep in their twin twins. So like three and the twin twins, which is two twin beds put together to make a king bed. Anyway, moving on. With two, two, three weeks ago, we had three punters on the roster. We now have one, Zach Atterbury. Hang on, hang on, dude. I gotta fit this in. You said because you mentioned punter, and you know I have to work it into every episode. So uh, here you go. Punter, I hardly know her. You brought her. You punter. Uh. <laughs> um. So we wait. What happened to the other one? I thought we had another one. Well, he got he got cut a couple of weeks ago, like before uh, minicamp. Oh, he did. Yeah. So Zach Atterbury was the other punter that was on there with Hunter Smith, and uh, I guess Hunter Smith is that damn good. In minicamp, he was just that damn good, so they just uh, sent Atterbury along his way and signed another wide receiver named Keith Eloy. What's with all the Sweet. wide receivers, dude? Seriously. I don't know. Dude, it's because they I don't, don't know, have faith I, in our, our receivers. Exactly. Why did they pick Marco Mitchell in the seventh round? Dude, I told you they were going to draft a wide receiver. 
I knew it. I think they're anyway, just looking for I, some fresh br- blood that they can mold. I already told you guys that Punter Hunter was good. It's a wet clay. And I was excited about it. I don't know why you thought Zach Atterbury would have a chance at beating him out. Dude, I'm still worried about Hunter Smith because why would the Colts let him go? But moving, I'm going to jump back for a second. Josh, you just brought up a really good point about uh, what was it you just said? Wet clay. Before that. (laughs) Punter, I hardly know her. (laughs) (laughs) You brought her, you punter. Yeah, that's a good point, John. Good point. What did I say, dude? Seriously. (laughs) No, I totally lost my train of thought. We'll bring it up next week. We need new blood is what you were saying. Oh, yeah, dudes. That's exactly right. Jim Zorn, new coach, Vinny Serrato, officially the new GM or vice president. There you go. No, they want to bring in somebody they can mold as well. Exactly. Second year with a new coach and a new, officially a new general manager slash vice president of player personnel, blah, 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 blah. Um, This, it's the second year of a brand new regime. They're really getting into the flow of getting the guys out that they don't want and getting the guys in that are going to work in this uh, modified West Coast offense. Modified. Um, I just wanted to say that the punter that we drafted last year, you saw what happened to him. He ended up Durant Brooks. Yes, he did. Cut! And I also have to say that talking to Colts fans – from what they were saying, the only reason Hunter Smith is no longer there is because of salary cap issues. Dude, seriously. He's a punter. What? It's because Peyton Manning yeah, is making $91 million. Dollars. That's why we got Marcus Washington which, four years ago. Or three years which ago. Which leads to their salary cap issues. Dude, That's why we're going to have to cut all of our issues. guys because of Albert Big-Ass Hainsworth in about two years. <laughs> Seriously. In two years, we're going to have Albert Hainsworth. It's like, dude, I hope Albert Hainsworth Hainsworth. can play the entire defensive line because we're not going to be able to afford any of the fatties to fill in the spots. Seriously. Well, do you think think the Colts were like, hey, Peyton, could you take a $500,000 pay cut? And he was like, no, I don't think so, or whatever his accent (laughs) is. Can you just cut the punter or something? I'm going down to the fourth floor, get a massage. Dude, I feel Seriously. a Visa commercial coming on. Can you go do another DirecTV commercial with your dad and brother and the other brother that doesn't play football? <laughs> Maybe the Williams sisters. I wonder how that other brother feels. Because he's got two brothers, and each one has a big-ass Super Bowl ring. And he's got, like, his high school class ring. Chicken. Chicken, no chicken. I wonder how he feels about that. I don't know, dude. In any event. It's a ring. A ring's a ring, dude. Hey, you know. Rings a ring, whether it's on your finger or around the toilet bowl. Moving on. Um, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, moving forward in this or, episode. Or it could be a worm. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Albert Hainsworth is being sued by the man in the car accident. <laughs> in Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> You want some But it's kind of a serious deal because apparently that guy hurt pretty, pretty. Uh, he's, he's disabled. He got hurt pretty bad in that accident, and and he was going by at a uh, very extreme um, speed limit, I believe. Uh, pretty good was, clip. Yeah, I think it was going at least 30, if not more, over the speed limit. I can't remember the exact number, but he was going fast. Way too fast. Um, Seriously. But then again, it might have been the other guy going, oh, there's a car coming at me, and he just drove himself into it. I don't know. I mean, you know, we weren't there. We don't know, but this lawsuit is just another thing. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Albert Hainsworth could go to jail before the season starts. What a horrible time to sign a $100 million contract when you got some guy that's suing you knowing how much you're making because the whole world knows. And what a horrible time to sign a guy to a $100 million contract that might go to jail and you get no salary cap relief for the time that he misses as well. Oh, is that true? Yeah. So, The the Giants don't get anything for uh, Plaxico, Plexico with a Plex. What about the Falcons and Michael Vick and that whole they thing? They get new, no salary cap 
uh, relief on that. It's it's the contract. Yeah, out. like he's still uh, yeah, like, he's he still out. under contract with them. They didn't even cut him. Doesn't he get out this month? Isn't he getting out of jail? He's supposed to be going to a halfway house or something in Newport News where he's going to work construction <laughs> and, and beg to keep his three cars. What? You guys, the whole deal with him, he, he had this whole bankruptcy thing. He's like, well, I have this whole bankruptcy plan, blah, 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 and it only includes me keeping one of my multi-million dollar mansions and three of my luxury cars. The judge was like, <laughs> no, cut. <laughs> But anyway, and I'm lonely, so I'm going to go buy a dog. Yeah, who cares about him? Only one day. So anyway, back on to Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, this could be a big deal. No one. Bubba Diva, Albert. You need to Bubba talk to me, Bubba Diva. Diva, 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 Diva. Big Albert. Anyway, in trouble. He probably won't be, but he could be. You should just nah, give the guy tickets to all the games and fly him in. Anyway, in wrapping this thing up on this episode, we have one more thing to talk about. What's and that? it's John's rumor about Brett Favre coming to the Redskins. Did you say John has a tumor? It's not what? a tumor. Um, Brett Favre has told the Vikings to, uh, to uh, go stick their horns somewhere. That he is still Did retired. So, yeah, this came out this evening, just a couple hours ago. Um, he told them he is still retired and he is not going to be a Viking. Um, which will probably make, you know, re- help repair the uh, the rift between him and the Packers fans. Because if he, he had gone to Minnesota and gone out to Lambeau this year in a, in a purple and yellow number four, that would have been uh, – they would have been pretty upset with him for the rest of their lives. But he's not going to do that, which means it is wide open that Redskins 1 could be heading down to Hattiesburg right now. (laughs) Uh, Brett Favre will pay you $100 million. Million (laughs) I don't think it will happen, but it's one of those things that would you really be surprised if it came out that the Redskins were going after him? Really? I would not be surprised at anything the Redskins do. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Carlos Rogers got injured tomorrow and then they signed Dion straight out of the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Or wait, oh, who's man. another? I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in Michael Irvin because they thought he could make a comeback. They thought, Dude, no, they bring him in as, as a... Uh, what was that position that we were been we were talking about a few months ago? They bring him in as the uh, the, uh, the not quality control, but uh, <laughs> director of responsibility. Director of responsibility, director of responsibility. Michael Irvin, director of responsibility, and there's like the symbol of a scissors. <laughs> Wait, <that's too laughs> there's like a symbol of a pair of scissors and like a, a mirror with white powder on it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, that's nose, not no. Dude, that's horrible. Yeah, well. Horrible. I hear they approached Tiki Barber, but uh, he's vying for John Madden's job. (laughs) I'm telling you, they need to put him in there with Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth is awesome. We all like him. He's really good, but they need a third person in the booth with them. How much Mm -hmm. paperwork crosses the director of responsibilities desk on any given day? I wonder. Or is it just kind of a thing where the director of responsibility just wanders down to the uh, locker room and goes sits down next to someone like a, uh, like a, uh, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis and just sits down next to him and looks at him and goes, "Dude, seriously." Dude, seriously. The disguise uh, is they got to go. Speaking of Clinton Portis, I heard that he was pretty much a butt about the whole minicamp thing. He's always a butt. He hates off-season work and he hates preseason. He's always been like that. That's why he tries to stay away as much as possible. He doesn't want to play my... until it's a real game. He doesn't want to practice. And it's a running Dude. back mentality. Running backs have the shortest shelf life of any player in the NFL. Of all positions, the running backs are always the shortest shelf life. They have the shortest Dude. average careers. They they you know they hit a <laughs> they wall the and shortest. they're done really fast. And Portis does not want to waste what he's got left because he's approaching 30, he doesn't want to waste what he's got left 
on off-season, you know, running around and, and in preseason and all that stuff. He can't stand it. And I think a lot of it, as we all know, stems back to a couple of years ago when he broke his shoulder. He's just I mean, separating his shoulder. Dude. Hence, Marcus Mason coming back. But his complaint this, this week was um, he was afraid he was going to get the swine flu. Dude, yeah, which this is pretty is, funny, but, you know. This is our concern, dudes. Mm. This is our concern. <laughs> Listen, Clinton Portis. Now, John, you just gave the stereotypical running back mentality. Yes. But it's but it's very stereotypical. Not every running back is like that. And he my is. concern here, dudes, is that one day Clinton Portis is going to wake up and his metabolism has slowed down. And he's going to get a little beer belly. He's the, working out, dude. All right. Where's he you, working? You don't think he's, he's going to get up to 400 pound, you know, Mike Williams size. Although, where's, dudes, think about it. What if they use Mike Williams as his fullback? <laughs> <laughs> and they got our boy Mike Sellers from Walla Walla Community College to get back there and be the running back. Because Mike Williams <laughs> has, like, cinder blocks for hands, dude. That's all right. He doesn't no, have to hold doesn't. people. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, like Madden 95 style here. Just take the biggest fatty you got <laughs> and put him in as the lead blocker and put in Mike Williams with the foot – or uh, Mike Williams and then put in uh, Sellers behind him, hand him the football as the running back, and let him run behind him. He'll grab onto his jersey like Clinton Portis does to Sellers. It's kind of how the Giants beat us in the second game last year. They took their biggest damn running backs they had and just pounded the hell out of us. <laughs> well, Can you imagine year, Mike Clinton Williams Mortis running up, this... being the lead blocker as a fullback? <laughs> Look at Not him. In the game. He's huge. Can you see Clinton Portis <laughs> just, like, jumping up on Mike Williams' back and, like, <laughs> taking a piggyback ride all the way into the end zone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, I think Mike Williams is going to make for an interesting rest of the offseason at the very least. Dude, dude, now back to the Portis thing, because I'm not finished with this yet, okay? <laughs> the dude gets paid. I understand what you're saying, John, but how many millions does Clinton Portis make? Fifty. How many? Fifty is in five zero. Okay, so. With the reworking of his contract and everything, yeah. So, so what I don't understand is like, you know, when when Jim Zorn is asked about, you know, where's Clinton Portis, he basically says, I fully expect him to be here at some point, and I talk to him on the phone, and he knows what that means. He's just trying to work out his schedule. He's been working out his schedule. That's what that's what Jim Zorn said, right? So I mean, Clinton Portis is going to show what, up when he has kind of, to. What What the heck kind of a schedule does he have? He's been off for like months. He's Dude, he's like one of those off. guys from the U that like to do things their own way, and that's why only one of them got drafted this year, and it was only in like the sixth round or fourth round because they suck now because everyone has attitudes. I'm not really going to complain about Portis that much because when he's on the field, he gives it his all. Yeah, he does. Play. I agree. But you know, I've, I've never been the biggest Portis fan, and I think I think his leadership skills are sorely lacking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll agree on that too. But yeah, All when right, he's okay. on the field, it, it, it there's nothing less than a hundred percent always. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate, all right? Because we you all know that when we get into the season, we sit here and we talk about Clinton Portis and how he loves to hit as much as he loves to run the ball. I right. mean. To, to the point where we're like, please don't do that, Clinton, and get hurt because we need you. Again. So, well, hopefully right. this year with Mike Williams, he won't have to hit as many people. Well, <laughs> he'll, he'll be running into the back of Mike Williams. <laughs> Dude, he could crawl Man, up under his jersey and just hide. <laughs> he could we're just gonna, let Mike kind of wallow down gonna, the field. <laughs> we're gonna start getting we're gonna start getting emails of people like, would you please quit talking about Mike Williams, please? Dude, I'm telling you, for all you guys thinking that, if you haven't been to the website and looked at the picture, the one it's it's from Redskins.com. You can go there and find it too. He is like the biggest football player I've ever seen in my life. Dude, how does he compare to like? Do you remember what's his name? Uh, Refrigerator Perry. 
Dude, the Dude, fridge was huge at his time because he him. broke 300 pounds. That was back when the hogs were all like 280. Well, yeah, dude, he's broken 300. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> Mike Williams is like a quarter bigger than him. Dude, what I was going to say is they should, you know, if he Third. was called the refrigerator, Mike Williams should be called the walk-in cooler. <laughs> Maybe they no, should I just call him the call entire him the, kitchen. Let's call him the reefer. Dude, what? The reefer. The reefer? What's he reaping? What's he reaping? The reaper. Reefer. He's reaping yeah, like the refrigerated trucks. You Those big reaping? old trucks that are refrigerated. Uh, he's reaping reaping good deals at the Golden Corral <laughs> Fat Boy Feast. You've never heard that saying, the reefer truck? Reefer yeah. as in R-E-E-F-E-R? As in it has a refrigerated unit on the big Dude. old truck, like the beer <laughs> truck. Stuff. I don't I, I don't mean to tell, be telling tales out of school, but last time I heard uh, Reaper was slang for uh, marijuana. <laughs> Seriously, dude, is that like a, is that a Midwest slang thing, dude? If you, if you guys, I've never if heard. You guys that are before. out there listening, and you call In your that. refrigerated trucks reefers. Please send. Dude, us an you email guys have never heard that. That's not a Midwest thing. I first heard that in New York City. Really? Um, yes. Get a rope. <laughs> nice, nice old school. Um, old school. Yeah, maybe they. I think they should just call him the entire kitchen. Let's just huh. call him the kitchen. The kitchen. Maybe Why they could just the call bakery? him the kitch, the kitcher. How about they call him the kitcher? That's too kitchy, Kentuckyana. All right, enough about this dude. Let's let's move on. What else we got here before we wrap this bad boy up? <laughs> um, I don't have I, anything else. Nothing? That's it? Nope. We're That's done? for me. Aces That's and it, dude. Let's do it. Far right, rejected the Vikings. Up. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about all of it. Right on. So, dudes and dudettes out there, um, thanks for listening to yet another episode of Harry Hog Football. Uh, send us some email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Check out the website and do some beta testing of our new thing. We if won't you want. say it. We're not gonna, but it will be announced. We will announce this sometime. I'm gonna say probably within the next two podcast episodes. We are almost ready. It's gonna change the way we talk about the Redskins online, people. I'm telling you, it's gonna be fast. It's gonna change the way that you. It's gonna change the way that you look at refrigerated trucks. Online. Online. Right on. Anyway. In a world. Alright, dudes. Alright, send us an email. Hail to the Redskins, as always. Um, As always. See a Cowboys fan. Joke on! Joke on! Joke on! Bye bye! That's a little subdued.